Thank you everyone for tuning on and listening to us here at OutMade. Today we have some special guests with us. We have some high school students from um, a small school in Maine here to kind of share some of their thoughts regarding, you know, relative LGBTQ plus issues and other other topics of interest today. So I would love to start off today just by really talking about respecting someone's pronouns. Would we like to give some insight on how to respect people's pronouns? Um, I think it's always okay to like ask how to go about it and what wording to use and all that because i think like a lot of people understand that it's a relatively new concept to a lot of people and showing that you care enough to put thought into it and learn what proper wording to use i think means a lot more than just when someone you know like it or something like that so like if you're not sure i can just ask a loose and you'll get information you need yeah absolutely yeah thank you so much for sharing that i think that that's 100 percent true i think if you had to give any advice to someone about like pronouns and respecting pronouns like what would be a good little nugget of advice for them to take i think um essentially just if you personally have trouble respecting pronouns instead of assuming someone's identity based on their physical appearance and this is just me personally using they them pronouns because if you don't know somebody's pronouns and this is like as someone who does use they them pronouns just respecting um it's it's for me personally it's a more respectful way rather than just assuming because for some people that can be very damaging, especially to young people, because our minds are still developing and that that sort of thing can stick with you for a long time. So I think um, if you even don't understand, then maybe not necessarily understanding, but just a sort of mutual mutual respect for one another can really go a long way, especially at such a young age yeah absolutely did anyone else have anything they'd like to add regarding you know tips or for people who are having trouble with pronouns um, i'd say to just not make a huge deal of it if you mess it up because it's actually even more upsetting to here like oh my gosh i'm so sorry it's just like so hard for me like if you mess it up just like like oh and then correct yourselves like very quickly and simply and don't worry about apologizing like so much maybe like a little bit but it's okay yeah that makes a lot of sense and it kind of takes this idea of like it's not about you the person that messed up the pronoun right like you know taking owning that you know you can apologize but then you're moving forward you're correcting yourself simply and you're not making a big deal out of it awesome yeah thank you so much everyone for sharing i think that's all really important information so next up i kind of want to chat a little bit more about inclusion um and what that looks like so let's see what we can uh kind of 
drum up here on this topic of inclusion of trans people? Um, the inclusion of trans people in feminism? Yeah, we can get really specific with that. So, you know, when we talk about inclusion, we talk about feminism. What what kind of is that, you know, what does that look like? I think the best way that it could be inclusive is to make sure to specify the language that you're using more. Because there's a, so much about abortion rights and reproductive health care right now circulating and it's um most of the language is centered around like women and cis women which is fine because it's a large it's most of the population but there's still a whole other piece of trans people that struggle with that and also the dysphoria that comes with um needing access to that and hearing all of these all of the support for mostly cis women and then feeling sort of excluded in it and that goes for mm, a lot of other feminist issues too and um a lot of large feminist pro- platforms like feminists for the female we will every once in a while they'll sort of post a big post of like this is very important to include trans people in your feminism. If you don't include trans people, it's not feminism. It's something that I see a lot. But then that's really all that they say and include. Like, that's all the inclusion that we seem to get. And so I feel like if you're going to say that it's important to include trans people do more than just say it is and then actually figure out ways to do that or just don't say it at all because a fault not followed through promise is worse than i think just not at all saying it or just like specify who your audience is rather than saying this is open to everyone and then not making it be yeah i think that makes a lot of sense in this idea that like the language we use is super, super important, right? And it could be welcoming or it could be a deterrent for folks, you know, reaching out for help in different, you know, within different organizations and vice versa. So yeah, thank you so much for for chatting about that. I think it's really important. So I want to jump topics a little bit. Actually, you know what? We'll stay within kind of this like inclusion piece um, representation. So I wanted to chat a little bit about representation in media and what that looks like and maybe we can talk about some of the good and some of the bad associated with that um i did want to add really quick before we moved on from that whole topic that some terms that you could use to include trans people would be like person with a uterus person who can give birth um you know like people who have periods um people who need abortions like it really you don't have to be like um you don't have to go all your way to say a lot you know it's just like a little bit like in your brain just changing that from like pregnant women to like pregnant people and i think it can go a long way to people who um you know aren't women yeah absolutely it's crazy how just a switch of one word 
could make a really big difference to people. So absolutely. Does anyone have anything else they wanted to add? Anything about um, inclusion in feminism or or this idea about representation in in the media? Um, I have always like felt really strongly about how important it is to have to see yourself in the shows that you watch and books you read and stuff and um it's been something that i've like done a lot of research on and stuff and i just think that like a lot of people don't understand how important that is to development how just having one queer character in a in a show makes it a lot easier for us to feel good about ourselves and exist in this world i just think that a lot of people don't don't fully grasp just how important it is to for us to see ourselves in in stuff that we enjoy yeah absolutely i think that makes a lot of sense representation matters so wholeheartedly did you have any suggestions for um, either some books or media or movies tv shows anything that you feel like people have maybe done a good job with so far or maybe there's you know corporations or things that have not done a good job uh what are some of your thoughts on that there's a lot that's not done very well but i i did just read this series this book series um called the raven cycle i forgot the author's name but it was a it was a four book series um and it was really good and there was a queer couple in it and i really enjoyed it it's like young adult fantasy book series thank you so much i had one it's the um show on hulu love victor it's based on love simon um it's like kind of an add-on to that movie i think they did a really good job with showing me with that show the whole show is essentially representation it's mostly about a gay young adult um who at the beginning of the series it's essentially well actually the whole series is just him finding himself and figuring out his own sexuality i just think they did a really good job with that show and they also looked at some not so nice parts of it unsupporting family and unsupporting classmates and things like that and it was more targeted towards coming out as gay specifically and i just think that they did a really good job with the with the show after watching it it felt very like very good and very empowering and it it was it's a three three season show so there's plenty to watch in it and it's just overall a really good show so i would recommend watching it awesome thank you so much for sharing yeah all right. So I have a couple more topics here for us. So I kind of wanted to dive into this idea of appreciation appreciation versus appropriation. So when we're talking about those two words, you know, a few things come to mind. And I think we here have, you know, some interest in talking about um, how folks might use the LGBTQ plus community for leverage or political gain. And, you know, we have some thoughts on it. I think that using or 
not necessarily using, but appropriating a certain culture. Um, especially, especially if you don't have a ton of knowledge about the culture, I think can be very, um, very kind of draining to people who are a member of that community or not even necessarily straining, but just causes some sort of confusion for people who aren't in the community who would like to better understand it. And they're getting information from this person who doesn't really know anything about it. Um, and of course, within every culture, there are sort of subsets or subcultures within that. And, and I'm not talking about the actual sexuality or gender identity when I'm talking about culture. I'm more so talking about like drag shows, um, certain words that people use, certain mannerisms or way people dress and things like that can be appropriated. And I think that distinguishing between appreciation versus appropriation is um, somewhat of a big deal because if you appreciate someone's culture, that's amazing. And it makes, I, I would say it makes you a better person. But when you appropriate a culture, that can be, that can be not, not even necessarily damaging, but confusing to people who are either questioning or just want to know more about it. And they're getting information from someone who isn't a, a truly a member of the community, whether they're doing it for like some sort of reason or to fit in or anything like that i think that um doing doing your research can really like make or break a situation getting it from credible sources such as outmain and other um sources like Trevor project and things like that i do strongly encourage people to do their research even if you're not a member of the community because if you know someone that's in the community that can really help them in that sort of um scenario so yeah see did you have stuff you wanted to add as well yeah this is a little bit off of that topic but it still holds true to the politicians and people who use that sort of stuff for political gain. Back in the uh, mid-2000s, early 2000s, there were a lot of politicians who spoke out against gay rights because they believed that would get them more votes, when in reality they were actually either gay or bi themselves. So people do often, they would use something like that for political gain, no matter what their truth is. Well, also not necessarily just that, but also politicians who in their in their early years of their careers were enacting these policies against queer people essentially hate speech towards people and then now that it has become sort of a rallying slogan for um a large number especially of young people these older people these older politicians want the younger vote because as of recently we've seen number of young people voting go down and now politicians are using 
the community as sort of a, a bandwagon or a stepping stone to get more political influence within these communities, which whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'd leave it up to the individual, but most likely it's not necessarily done with malicious intent, but more so disingenuous intent. Understood. So I'd love to wrap us up with um, this talk or this topic of kind of like those rich religious communities uh, and how, you know, maybe we can help religious communities to be a little bit more inclusive religious communities in general in the past and still somewhat are not accepting of queer people in general as a whole not not even just specific um specific um sexual orientations or gender identities but even just understanding or including people in religious topics due to either misunderstanding or just harmful religious teachings. And I think if we if we have more education for people, that that could somewhat curb that sort of ideology of all religious groups being being bigoted or having some sort of um, hatred or misunderstanding of LGBT people. And I think that if we do educate enough, eventually we will get to the point where people within religious communities feel accepted and feel like it's okay for them to come out. Because I've had friends who have been in the closet for years and years and years because of their family's religious background and i know that was the case for me because in in like my religion it's not it's somewhat frowned upon to be gay or to be bisexual or to be transgender or anything like that and it's just very very non-accepting and i'm not talking about um individuals because some of the individuals in my community have really helped me but i'm more so talking about the religion as a whole has not been accepting of people and i think that if we educate people within and um outside the religious communities that can really help to start change within those communities Thank you so much for sharing. I think that, you know, this topic of religion is really a, a trying one. And so, you know, having your input and impact in that is really helpful. So that's all we have for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Please feel free to check back in at Outmean's website for more podcasts and resources.